On Friday, Attorney General Jeff Sessions issued a 25-page memo entitled Federal Law Protections for Religious Liberty. The memo is directed to all federal agencies, and it's meant as guidance on how the entire federal government should execute federal law. Conservative religious organizations have held the guidance as a necessary step to protect religious freedom, while critics say the Attorney General is, using, is issuing a license to discriminate against women and gay and transgender people and possibly others. Here to talk with us about the Attorney General's memo are Michael Selmy, a professor of law at George Washington University Law School, and Ash McGovern, the legislative and policy director at the Center for Gender and Sexuality Law at Columbia Law School. Michael, let's start with, with the memo. The, the Trump administration, just what the memo says, the, the Trump administration has been issuing orders to try to provide more accommodations for religious people uh, for, and their religious beliefs. What exactly did Attorney General Sessions do here, and how broad is it? Well, the, uh, the, the initiatives that were announced on Friday are very broad. Uh, the one that's gotten the most attention is obviously the um, contraception mandate and the exemptions uh, and the expansion of the current exemptions um, under the uh, Affordable Care Act. In that, uh, what the Trump administration is doing, and this is likely to uh, spill over into many other areas as well, but with respect to this particular issue, they are allowing just about any entity, any corporate entity, any employer, uh, to claim a religious exemption under the um, uh, Affordable Care Act so that they do not have to provide uh, contraception as part of their insurance plan. Currently, under the current law, uh, religious uh, entities, you know, churches are exempt, and then nonprofit organizations and closely held corporations uh, also have a workaround in that they do not have to pr provide the uh, contraception directly, but instead they would uh, have to provide it through insurance companies. That workaround would now be optional under the current plan, um, under the uh, Trump administration proposal. Well, it's not a proposal. It went into effect immediately, but they are taking comments now. It's an interim final rule. Um, and the uh, exemption would be available to any other uh, employer who is covered by the mandate. Ash, let's yeah. talk about the federal government um, not prosecuting religious organizations for discrimination in the hiring and firing of employees. And does that extend to now to private businesses? Yeah, under this so, memo? Um, sure. So on Friday, so there was both a contraceptive rule, and then there was a second memo that came out from the Department of Justice which essentially issued 12 principles of uh, federal religious freedom and religious liberty that all federal agencies now must follow when considering any program, rule, or guidance. Um, and what the Department of Justice is really trying to do and the Trump administration has been trying to do, as well as uh, state and local legislatures, is to frame enforcement of, enforcement of non-discrimination and civil rights protections as discrimination against religious rights and groups. And what's most concerning about this guidance is the fact that it's trying to give religious liberty supremacy over other co-equal fundamental rights, like equal protection and due process uh, under the Constitution. So it's creating a more dangerous situation for already vulnerable communities like women, people of color, and LGBT communities, while uh, elevating and sort of tipping the sum on the scale towards religious liberty um, at the expense of other important fundamental rights in the Constitution. Michael, the Justice Department has said that, you know, this is just a, a re-explanation of existing law, and it doesn't really do anything different than what uh, the law already is. Is that 
correct or is it really a broader interpretation of what religious liberty is? Well, it, it seems to be a broader interpretation. It's certainly a broader interpretation than was afforded by the Obama administration. Um, and also in terms of the, you know, getting away from the contraception mandate to the broader analysis, uh, that would implicate uh, um, lots of the different contexts, including the case that's pending before the Supreme Court, including uh, involving the baker who denied uh, making a cake for uh, um, same-sex marriage. Uh, and in that case, one of the things that's interesting, it's pending in the Supreme Court now, it's primarily a free speech case. It's not primarily a religion case. Uh, the religion case under existing law is very difficult because most corporations who have to comply with these public combinations uh, must comply in all respects, and they don't, aren't able to assert a re- religious objection just because they personally don't want to provide the service. And the um, memo announced on Friday, and also the position that the uh, the Trump administration has asserted in the Supreme Court, uh, is much broader and would provide a religious exemption to that individual um, if it were adopted. We are talking here on Bloomberg Law with Ash McGovern, the Legislative and Policy Director at the Center for Gender and Sexuality Law at Columbia Law School, and Michael Selmy, a professor of law at George Washington University Law School, about a memo issued uh, last week by Attorney General Jeff Sessions that orders all federal agencies to take an expansive view of religious liberty when they are enforcing federal law or promulgating rules or taking any of the actions that the federal government takes. Ash, one part of the memo says that, uh, and I'm quoting here, religious organizations may choose to employ only persons whose beliefs and conduct are consistent with the organization's religious precepts. You know, on the one hand, you think, okay, so a church only has to hire a priest who believes in the religion, right? But I wonder how far does that sentence go in terms of how religious organizations can hire or people or not? That's a great point, and it goes much further than churches, unfortunately. So I think often, as you pointed out, when we think about faith-based organizations or we think about uh, actions like this by the federal government, we're thinking about churches, but what we should really be thinking about are uh, nonprofit organizations and the organizations that receive billions of dollars in federal contracts and grants from the federal government to provide services. So this, you know, you think you can think more about Salvation Army or Catholic Charities or... Um, hospitals and health systems that make billions of dollars each year providing health care, but are exempt from laws because they have a religious focus that would be otherwise applicable. So it's, it's much broader than the, the sort of church issue, um, and it impacts millions and millions of people. It's, it's, it's a very significant issue. Michael, the Justice Department said in a statement, this guidance does not authorize anyone to discriminate on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, sex, sexual orientation, or gender identity in violation of federal law or change existing federal and state protections. What is your response to that? Well, I think there are two different issues. One, if it were adopted, if their uh, memo were adopted, it would uh, dramatically change existing law. Um, there's an old case, I think it was 1981, involving Bob Jones University, where they lost their tax-exempt status because they were racially exclusive, and the court had no trouble finding that they should not qualify for tax-exempt status, uh, given their racial exclusion. That um, And under this memo, arguably, uh, they could, their religious beliefs, because it was a religious 
um, organization uh, might change all that. Um, now, here's the second part, though, that I think is significant. These are all well-established legal principles now. It's not the case that um, anyone can claim, under existing law, anyone can claim uh, to be a religious organization uh, and get protection or get exemptions under Title VII. It's a very narrow category, and there's been lots of different case law um, involving that. A lot of them involve universities, something like Georgetown University, which is a Catholic university, but not uh, one that it qualifies as a religious organization, so they cannot typically only hire Catholics in jobs that don't involve religion. Um, and this memo, if it were adopted, would change all that. But I think the, um, they don't have the authority, certainly, in terms of the law to change it. This is, and I think they, were, they are going up against um, well-established case law. On something like the contraception mandate, they, they have more room because that's a, a rule as opposed to established case law. Well, speaking of rules, Ash, you know, the, um, the memo set is meant to provide guidance to agencies when they promulgate rules, to agencies that enforce things like the Johnson Amendment for, that prohibits political speech in churches. Um, and, you know, there, so there's a lot of places across the government that this, conce- this memo conceivably could affect the way people create or enforce rules and laws. Um, mm-hmm. Is it... How is you know the, there's a part of it that says that um, you can't second the federal government can't second guess employers about things like whether providing contraception or presumably other things would cause them to violate their religious beliefs. So when all these federal regulators and prosecutors are in fact looking at all the things they're supposed to do or not do, how is it that they're going to make judgments about whether or not they have to accommodate a religious belief under this memo? Right. So I think that's a great question, and my response is that they shouldn't be. So I think a, another key issue that I'd love to see some litigation around is that the Department of Justice doesn't have the authority to be making these sort of determinations. These are constitutional protections. Um, one of the federal laws that they cite, for example, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which was passed in 1993, specifically uh, restores a legal standard for courts to apply to, to sort of balance these really important interests. So religious liberty is not the only interest and not the only right in the Constitution. We also have other important protections like the Equal Protection Clause and like the Due Process Clause that courts should be looking at a very fact-specific inquiry to determine which rights are most important and why in that case. So I would say um, they're going to try to do it. I don't think it's their place to be doing this work, and I think that's one of the most fundamental issues and flaws with this guidance. Um, and one other thing that I wanted to point out is it's really important to look at the, the context in which this guidance is being written. So the Department of Justice um, is actively going into court to try and dismantle decades of case law that protects LGBT people um, under the Constitution and under federal statutes like Title VII. So we know that this is not just about religious liberty. We know that this is not just about religious freedom. This is a concerted and organized effort and attack on other people's civil rights and and fundamental protections under the Constitution, particularly LGBT communities. Well, we're going to leave it there. Thanks to Ash McGovern of the director of the Center for Gender and Sexuality Law at Columbia Law School and Michael Selmy, a professor of law at George Washington University Law School, for being with us here on Bloomberg Law.